You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room. Pretty day outside this morning. Put a little light jacket on. They're going to warm up as the day moves on today. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to get in on the show with us this morning. The Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email address for the show is wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. And you can take us with you anywhere you go. My favorite color, guys, is yellow. And yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors, no matter what your project is this season. Pier, deck, fence, pergola. Be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacking. So it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build it, build it right. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay, Barry. Um, Kansas uh, beat Texas. Everybody beats. Uh, nobody can beat Kansas hardly except TCU. And uh, Miami just killed Duke. And Justin Rose won at Pebble Beach. Auburn plays uh, tonight. Uh, against A and M at A and M, as you, most of you know, A and M uh, beat Auburn at Auburn to stop that winning streak. I'm going to do something right now I've never done ever before. I guess because, uh, and I'm going to take a little bit of Barry's time. Uh oh. And um, I, I, I think it's interesting. And if you if you don't, and if I get right in the middle of it, it's not going to take that long. Uh, then um, just turn it to another station. Can I take a nap? Yep, let me take a nap. All right. It's uh. I've been invited to, to tonight to go to the games at Carbon Hill. And I've been asked several times how I ended up going from Carbon Hill to Alabama. And so I'm going to tell it very quickly. It's 1959, which really gives my age, but I don't really like to do that. It's 1959, and I've graduated from college. I'm fixing to have a child. Um, the fact that child Jim was born on August the 30th. I'm down in I'm down in Tuscaloosa with Burl Whitsitt, a great friend, running back at Alabama uh, at North Alabama, and he was going. He already had a job working for Shorty Ogle, who no, no, Barry doesn't remember Shorty Ogle, who was the coach at Decatur. Nope. I had no job. I had I had been had tried to get several jobs and could not get any of them because I had not played football in high school. And they wanted the basketball coach to be the assistant football coach. I mean, work with football, and I couldn't, or I didn't know they didn't like it. And so I was, I was going, I was going in one door and out the other, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I had been working from midnight to eight o'clock at Reynolds uh, Aluminum, and, uh, uh, doing aluminum deal, uh, stacking aluminum to make money, then just to make money and live. I didn't have much money. It didn't really matter. I'm not trying to be. Pitiful, I'm just telling the story. Uh, I find out that Hollis Thompson, who went to North Alabama, who was the basketball coach at Carbon Hill, 
was fixing to be named the principal at Carbon Hill. For some way or another, I called him, or he called me, I guess, knowing I was looking for a job, or I called him, I can't remember which. And so I went over and visited with him, and I was able to get the job at, at, at Carbon Hill. I went to Carbon Hill for $3,300. Uh, I, I taught a homeroom. I had a homeroom. I taught science. Uh, not, yeah, the science, because they had to ask me one time how I commode flushed, and I didn't know. And uh, I taught Alabama history. And uh, if the kids got out of line, they, 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 and I kept them straight. They kept, they grabbed their ankles, and we spanked them with a paddle. Couldn't do that today. You'd be sued. I, they gave me a little house and a little apartment behind the school in the basement. And the principal lived upstairs, and I lived downstairs. I lived behind Carbon Hill High School. And we had great kids. And we had great, we had great, I inherited some kids I thought they could really play. Uh, of those kids, I'm looking at a picture on my wall now of nine kids, all Caucasians, and Bill McDonald, who was my manager, and myself. It's a it's a picture I'll always cherish. Of those nine, five of them are deceased, and so it won't be Billy McDonald will probably be the only one there. We coached and we won one. We won 25 and lost four. We got beaten. Did not go to the, did not go to the, the state tournament. I got offered an opportunity to go to Fayette, Alabama, which is a big basketball school. So anyway, I had a I had a orange crate to keep my clothes in. We had five orange crates that made our dresser in that little house. I took a spool. Hosey Collins helped me. He was an assistant football coach. I took a big spool with wire around it. It didn't have any wire around it, and I flipped it over it and made it as a bedside table. I had a $5 stove, and I had a $10 refrigerator. And the refrigerator had one of those big tops on it where if you, you, some of you kids, people have seen this, most of you haven't, that would fall off. It's a big top on top. It's an old, old-time refrigerator. And we had absolutely, that's what we had. And so I'm coaching the basketball. I'm coaching baseball. Hayden Riley, who was, a, who was the assistant foot basketball coach at Alabama, gives me a call and says to me, if you want to come down here as a GA um, at Alabama, it, it does, it's not a really great deal, but it gives you a GA job. Um, after this year at Carbon Hill, you can do so. Um, the the job paid uh, gave me the chance to go to college uh, and finish my master's and paid me $175 a month. I took it and got another job at, at Pritchard Moore. We had one child. Jim said all that stuff that I tell you, it was, it was, a it was a fiasco. Anyway, it came time to move and I got a coal truck and a guy drove the coal truck over to my house and he, we unloaded what the, the crappy furniture that we had. When we got the, when we got the refrigerator to the door, the top fell off and rolled down to the bottom of the hill. I told him to leave it. So he left it. We put the we put the stuff on a coal truck, and we put and they wrapped they put wrapped what 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 we had was what really wasn't worth taking, but we did we put it on the coal truck, and we took off to Tuscaloosa, and the guy on the coal truck got lost, he couldn't find he couldn't find where where he was supposed to go to, back then, Barry they had they had uh, old barracks or so to speak well, not not using the right word. 
for people to live right where Coleman Coliseum is today, right where the parking lot is today, hot as blue blazes. And so uh, we got an apartment there. I started coaching there. I think going there to coach one year and coach 32. So my point in saying all that is not is just to tell you that it's going to be interesting to nobody. Uh, one of the players that's still living, I talked to him the other uh, yesterday, day before yesterday, and uh, of course he's got a lot of age on him too. So that's what happened years ago, and that's what happened. I didn't have a job at all. It wasn't didn't look like I was going to get a job until this guy moved on to be the principal of, of Carbon Hill. I got his job as a basketball coach, and that's how things went. All right, well, let's get to the Yellowwood Hotline. We got Bill McDonald here. Bill, did he get all those facts straight? Now he got. Did he get the name straight? That was what I was impressed with. That he remembered all these people's names and help him flip over crates and everything. Good morning, Bill. How you doing? I wish he'd mentioned about his car. Oh, yeah, I had a, I had a, a 1955 no, Studer, no, no, Studebaker. No, 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 Joe, let's try to get Bill uh, a better connection there. He had, the, he had a black and gold Studebaker with wings on it. Ooh. Tell Bill to call back. Yeah, get Bill to call back. He said you had a black and gold. It wasn't no black and gold. It was a, it was a black Studebaker president. It was a president Studebaker, and it was big time. And that's what I drove to Carbon Hill. And, I, and when, uh, when we got to Nauvoo, which is right outside of Carbon Hill, I told Annette, I said, here it is. How you like it? She said, be as nice as she is. She said, I like it. She liked <laughs> Nauv- it. Nauvoo had two, two places. There. All right, Bill. We got All you right. back. Tell us about the Studebaker. Or what it was, whatever. Well, that, when he drove in the. Well, we're losing Bill here. Crap. Where is Bill? He's in. He's in. He was. He was a trainer at Alabama. Yeah, I know what. Where? Yeah. Uh, he's. In, he's in Tuscaloosa. All right. Like we'll try to get, get him back. I tell you what. We'll take a break. Try to get him moved around into a better cell spot. We'll hear about this Studebaker. Now, did it have one of those mufflers? No, it didn't have no muffler on it. No, it didn't. One time, I came back and the school had been robbed, and we we, we lived back in the very back of it. Did you have? Did you have <laughs> anything hanging from the? Uh, no, we had, we didn't have any. We didn't have Did any. Did you have uh, a, a, some music that play a lot of bass that you? No, play I didn't play anything like. I didn't have anything. I had a studio. I said a studio baker, and I was glad to have it that day in time. All right, uh, we'll take a break. See if we can get Bill back. Royal Cleaners pick up and delivery. They want to make life easy for you. Casual golf shirts, let them handle them. The dresses, the dress shirts, uh, the sweaters, whatever you need. Royal Cleaners will take great care of you and your items there. They take pride in it. They, they will code each item. They can tell you exactly how many times that item has been cleaned, which is kind of neat to me. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Road, give them a call today for anything that you need. Pick up delivery, uh, whatever, 205-391-0034. You're listening to Tide 100.9. This is the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Roadways still looking good on this Tuesday morning. Now, of course, if you see conditions folks need to hear about, please give me a call, 205-886-8886. Business is so good right now at Townsend Nissan, they need extra help in sales and in service. Go by and see BJ or Kylan today at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning, more potential severe weather on the way toward West Alabama. That'll happen overnight Wednesday into Thursday morning. Stay tuned to Operation Stormwatch. There is a moderate risk for severe weather, but just to our west in Mississippi, a slight risk. The National Weather Service in Birmingham says be aware that that could be updated sometime tomorrow. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's absolutely free throughout the day. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. In a collision? Easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation of the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services performed. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny today, Tuscaloosa's high 69. Tonight, mostly fair with a low at 53. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy and mild. The chance of a shower during the day. Rain and storms more likely late tomorrow night, the high 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 37 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. Touchdown, Alabama! On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is close to you. I'll right, get back to the Yellowwood Hotline. All right, Bill, uh, tell us about this Studebaker. Well, it was, like I said, it was the ugliest thing I've ever seen. I did, if you, if That's Star so Wars, ugly. Star Wars would have been impressed with this vehicle. Really? Like, it was, I mean, it looked like it came out of some kind of Star Wars movie before Star Wars was ever done, but it was probably the ugliest thing I ever saw. But he was right about the refrigerator because it did have a top on it that there was the, the cooling unit, I guess, and it did go down the hill. <laughs> so he just leave it down there? Yeah. Still down there. Still down there? No. <laughs> probably is in Carbon Hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, no, Bill was a great uh, manager. Billy took care of everything for us. He opened the gymnasium. He closed the gymnasium. He did it all. Well, the biggest thing is I had to go up there every morning at 6 o'clock and build a fire in the furnace so that we could have hot water for practice. <laughs> <laughs> what time are y'all practicing every morning, Bill? Well, we didn't practice in the morning, oh, just, but it took that long <laughs> for it to heat up the Heat up All right, go ahead. Go ahead and tell. Go ahead and tell them about me uh, putting putting Herman Cook in that hot water. Oh well, I, he said we were twenty five and four, and didn't go to the state tournament. But we could have gone to the state tournament 
had he listened to me because we had a guy hurt his ankle and uh, it was, and uh, and I had a treatment for him. Well, he didn't like my treatment. He stuck his foot in this extra hot water. Oh. That ankle blew up, blew up so bad, and the boy couldn't even play in the game. So Harry Hammonds and them beat us to keep us from going to the state tournament. He had him put a sprained ankle in hot water? I don't think that's, that's not true. He's telling stories there. No, they should have sued burnt, you. He almost burnt the skin off his foot. Oh, my so God. Anyway, anyway, I, maybe I made a mistake there, but I, we we had a great team. We had great kids. He said, hey, someone go over and put your foot in that scalding water. It'll, it'll make you feel <laughs> yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then when he tried to take it out, he kept pushing it back down oh, in there. God. Cost of the state tournament. No, that's not true. Yeah, it is. It did. Yes, it did. <laughs> it cost the state tournament. Oh, I, I didn't but think about I'll that. One thing, he's exactly correct about the people we had. That I wouldn't have traded being at Carbon Hill then for anything in the world because we had some great young men that that uh, cared about each other and wanted to play just for the sake of playing, and uh, it was a great experience. I. I guarantee, and he made it that way. And uh, even though, as you know, he has his own little idiosyncrasies, but uh, <laughs> he, uh, it was great, and he did a great job with them to get those young men to play at their level that they played so at. Do y'all tell the listener what's going on tonight so they know what's what's happening? He, <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, he don't know even though they're gonna break. Give me a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. so I mean they're bringing back everybody from that team. How many people would be back tonight? Well, nobody back, but Billy. Oh, you and Billy? Yeah, oh, I don't me. think it, we we got five five who deceased. If you heard the show, yeah, but I'm saying is of the that, ain't, nine. that ain't all. Is anybody coming yeah, back tonight? No, the principal passed other? away. Everybody, everybody's dead. Yeah, or physically unable to come. Oh, yeah, that's right. So yeah, you, they're physically unable to come. So you, well, you two, are the only ones that are going to be there. Yep, probably are, and, and the crowd will be there. I don't know. I just wanted to say it because it's a good time for me to say it. Billy, I appreciate it. Uh, you can't t- now. You know I appreciate it because I would have never made it back to be the head athletic trainer at the University of Alabama it hadn't been for you giving me the uh, opportunity to come down uh, there. I'm glad you did. You uh, did great. Y'all enjoy thank tonight. You. Yeah, thank you. Well, thanks, thanks Billy. for having me on. Appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Let me say this to you as I close Put this. The guy's foot in scalding water? Yeah, 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 I guess it did. I don't remember that, but I guess it did. Uh, let me say this to you as I close this. It is no fun to get old. I've gotten, you know, age on me, and I hope all of you that are listening to the show get age on you. It's no fun. You don't have as many friends when you walk down the street People whisper about, you know, that's that guy that goes to Alabama. It's the alternative, right? Yeah, I guess. It, it, it's, <laughs> but getting old is not is not any fun. Now, you might think it is, and it's great, but it's not. Retiring is no good, no fun at all. But anyway, that's sort of what happened uh, from the time I got to, to, Car- to Carbon Hill for $3,300 to University of Alabama for 175 a month. And it worked at Pritchard Moore. So, anyway. Joe, yeah. who's older, dad or sister Jean? <laughs> real funny. Yeah. I'm close. She will never die. Huh? Sister Jean will never die? Yeah, she's uh, immortal. She yeah. is immortal. All right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline. This guy's up in North Alabama. Bryce. Good morning, Bryce. Hey, Bryce. Coach Wimp. Hey. Barry won't know what this means, but uh, you will. 
You thought you were in half cotton when you were trying to scoot it back or did Yeah, well, darn right I did. Oh, I can you see him strutting around his hair slicked back? Oh, swinging his tough. swinging. He's got his keys clipped to his. Oh, that's loop. not true. That's not. True. Yeah. Hey, Coach Wimp, uh, you watch at Reynolds alone? Yeah, I did. And I'm telling you, Sheffield. If you stack, if you stacked aluminum, and you scooted it, just it didn't get it stacked. You had you had to you had to melt the whole thing because it scratched yeah. it, and you had you had well, people on each side of it. And the deal was, I worked from twelve to eight. If they if they if you could, that's when the big shots weren't there, and sometimes you could sleep. But if you slept, yeah. if you slept, somebody would paint your shoes. And so one night I got there and I was I was dead tired about three o'clock in the morning, and I put my head on a desk back there in the back and, and to sleep. In a few minutes I started smelling something, and somebody had crawled on that desk and painted my shoes. Mm. Mm. Did you clock out while you were taking a nap? No, but it is everybody wanted to say, "Look, the guy sleeps on his job." Oh, yeah. Hey, my uh, dad worked there for twenty six years in the cast house. He retired yeah. from there. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, nice. and a lot of people don't know it. The guy from Fame Recruiting Studio, the guy uh, Rick Hall, yeah. he worked there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Barry, Barry wouldn't know what high cotton means. I know you'd know what it means. Coach, oh, I know what but, high uh, cotton means. He's living living large. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Barry impressed me about that. Yeah. But uh, well, guys, uh, it, it's all in Alabama's hands. They just need to take care of business these next two games and. And just follow, follow suit. You know, uh, Florida's not going to be no easy out. They're going to come ready to play in Coleman, I think, because they got that big man and big men give Alabama problems, oh. and that's what's giving problems. Man, Florida, ain't Florida ain't going to be Alabama. I mean, well, and, I mean, anybody can, anything could happen, but I don't think they will. Yeah. Well, they got to show up and play. They can't play like they played at Oklahoma. Uh, it's Florida coming there red hot, shooting, hitting everything like Oklahoma did. But uh, the, crowd, the crowd will take care of that. Yeah, well, let me ask you a question, Coach. Don't you think Auburn's going to have to score more than 43 points to beat Alabama? Auburn? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that game. Yeah, they, Auburn right now is worried about Texas A&M. They play them tonight. Texas A&M's beating them yeah. at home. Uh, Auburn's got a tough schedule. Auburn's got the worst schedule going to Kentucky and playing Tennessee again. Yeah. What do you what do you think uh, would be better if they went out there and beat Texas A and M, or they got to beat Texas A and M for Alabama? It won't for matter. Alabama, it I don't won't think matter. It, it, it doesn't matter. matter. Alabama, let me tell you something. No, he's talking he about it. he's talking about whether Auburn will be ready. Oh, I don't know. You could just it, it, you just tune into your radio station or t- TV station at noon on Friday. Alabama will be the number one seed, and they will play on noon on Friday in the SEC tournament. You're talking about when the tournament gets here. I got you. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, everybody uh, is. Oh, Barry, yeah. we need to get this. We need to get your fan base and get your phone ringing. Tell them that uh, that uh, Mr. the, the uh, I can't even say, Steele is going to be the heir apparent. Kevin, you need Steele. to get that going, Barry. That phone start ringing off the. Yeah, he's going to be the heir apparent. Nah, because Saban will stay five more years. Still will be beating. He'll be knocking on door 70. They ain't going to hire a 70-year-old. Well, I don't know. It just just depends on how everything goes between now and uh, 
Bryce, you just making up stuff now. Yeah. Like like well, this, like all saying. these shows do it all day. All they do is make up stuff and names, and they move they move these coaches around like puzzles. Well, we could do this, that, and half the stuff's not even like the names that they listed in the Birmingham paper, and all these people listed the initial search. Not the guy, the two guys that they hired. None of those names were on the initial list of everybody that listed. So nobody knows, and but, they stop speculating. Exactly, and I agree with you, right. but. uh did, do you remember Lewis White, the coach at, uh, at Coleman? I mean, not at Coleman, but at Cortland, uh, coach? Uh, barely. Well, one of his, both his sons played at Alabama. Yeah. LaRon retired yesterday from uh, yeah. Spartan. Yeah. Uh, that was on the news last night. I don't know if you heard about that. But, uh, no, I didn't. His, his dad coached me in high school at Cobber Heights, me and my brother. Yeah. My freshman year. He was a great guy, but he went on to Cortland and won like four championships. Yeah. Yeah. And, and football, you know, Cortland, it's, I think that's probably don't, I think that, that's good. My, I think it, yeah, they just closed it recently. Yeah. Yeah. They, they closed it. Everything down Cortland. They, they lost their, they lost their paper plan or whatever yeah. it is. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. All right. Um, we got to get to break here. We'll get to Kevin. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, we're having Melvin Cheatham on Barry at, uh, 815. All right. Melvin Cheatham. Look forward to always talking. Uh, to Melvin. First to main condos, the three bedroom, three and a half bath condominiums out in the historic district of downtown Norport. Washer and dryer are included in stainless steel appliances. They got uh, the internet and the direct TV provided with each condominium down there. You have a 10 foot ceilings, large patios with upper lever river views. I was out looking at that yesterday. Very nice. Sit out there on your patio, overlook the river, and you can. Talk about all the coaching changes. Easy access to the Riverwalk, gated property with security cameras. Two minutes to downtown, right across the bridge. Five minutes to the University of Alabama. Location, location, location. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room, one month of free rent. 205-657-7465 or go to firstdomaincondos.com. Is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama men's basketball team jumped to number three in this week's AP poll. Four-star class of 2024 athlete Martavius Collins has decommitted from the University of Alabama. Brian Newton has been hired as Holt High School's next football head coach. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Roadways still looking good on this Tuesday morning. Now, of course, if you see conditions folks need to hear about, please give me a call, 205-886-8886. Business is so good right now at Towns and Nissan, they need extra help in sales and in service. Go by and see BJ or Kylan today at Towns and Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. The big man is bringing you his incredible live show, Trey Sackets. The Way I Want to Go Tour. I'm a real by morning. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. 
Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it to build. Uh, gets rot, fungal decay, whatever you uh, need there. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. I get to the Yellowwood hotline. He's with Director of Communications with the Coach Safely Program. Also writes for AL.com and the Birmingham League. Joins us every Tuesday, Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Morning, guys. I'm good. How are you? Good. Go ahead. You know, when you hire offensive and defensive coordinators, they just get busted everywhere. Uh, We always think it's more so at Alabama than anywhere else, but they get busted everywhere. It's going to be a little bit interesting to me uh, to see. I think Alabama is going to run the football with this this new offensive coordinator to the point that Alabama fans will be wondering why they're not throwing it. And I think Milrow, is, if he does stay at quarterback, doesn't pass it as well, and that's one of the reasons that this took place. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on either one, but just talk about both the coordinators that were hired. Well, it is interesting. He went old school, if you will, on defense with a, a very familiar face in Kevin Steele. And it's interesting, guys, one of the most one of the most interesting experiences I had in covering Alabama was the first year that that Nick Saban got there. And you know he had that policy and still does that you don't talk to assistant coaches. Except on rare occasions he would the the coordinators would have a press conference and or at you know at the playoff the BCS championship game, et cetera. Well, I don't know how I, did, I don't know why he allowed me to do this, but I'm glad he did. Two days before Nick Saban's first game at Alabama, I he, he allowed, I did a one-on-one interview with Kevin Steele in his office, and then talked to to Nick Saban uh, right after that. Did one-on-ones with both of them down there uh, in the football uh, building and. It was very interesting, and I'll just I'll just share this one little anecdote. When I walked in there, Kevin Steele's office was as neat and clean and orderly, and I mean his desk in particular, as any desk I have ever seen from any anyone in any company in any walk of life. And and it was so striking; I'd never seen anything like it. And and I you know I met, of course I mentioned it when we started talking and he said he was very, that's just his, his personality. He was very, he, I think he may have even used the word anal of <laughs> things. He liked, he liked order. He liked things in their place. And, uh, and, and I, and what really struck me. And then what struck me is after I talked to Kevin, I talked to Nick about Kevin and I don't know that I've ever heard a head coach be more complimentary about an assistant coach about everything that they do. The way they approach their jobs, the, their mindset, uh, their work ethic, uh, their attention to detail, uh, their ability to see the big picture, but but not forget the little details. It, it was it was extraordinary, and it still, again, all these years later, still stands out to me. So, Nick Nick has a world of respect for Kevin Steele, so that's not a surprise. And look, he's a quality, proven football coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and Tommy, uh, to be honest, I have not. I don't know a lot about Tommy Reese. I think that's an interesting hire. It, it certainly makes you wonder: Are they going in a, in a little bit different direction? 
uh, offensively, does does Nick want to get back a little more to the way they did things? You know, the first half of his tenure, where they just you know it was bully ball, and they were stronger than you and more physical than you, and they would grind you down, and it was demoralizing to other teams. And, and Georgia, to some extent, not completely. No one plays this way except the service academies really anymore. But uh, I, I really wonder if this is is Nick getting back to his roots somewhat. You think Tommy Reese? Uh, I think Kevin Steele does. Does he understand what he's getting into? I mean, what you just said there. We want to go back to the basics, which that says to me, and and a lot of people have been saying that that what Bryce Young did that they didn't like, I guess, because uh, he was throwing it all over the field. Of course. Tommy Reese is going to have a quarterback that probably hadn't taken a hundred snaps. Well, I know in the game um, when they start running it uh, and it's not successful. Do you think he's prepared for the backlash that comes with a job like Alabama, uh, Kevin? Or is that just something you hear about it, but you got to live through it to understand it? Well, yes and no. Yes, in that Alabama is a different place. And the SEC in general is different than anywhere else. And Alabama more so because of the level of success that they've had, not just under Nick Saban, but historically going back, you know, half a century or more, they, uh, almost a century, they, they're used to winning champion, it's championship or bust in, in many cases in the minds of a large majority of the fan base. And so there will be expectations on him and pressure on him that he has not felt. However, he does coach at Notre Dame. Yeah. And Notre Dame is a different place. There is a level of expectation there and a pressure there that is unique. It's different from Alabama. It's different from really different from anywhere else. And so it's not the same as Alabama, and they haven't had the success Alabama has had, certainly in modern history. But... There is, you are under a microscope, and everything he does will be analyzed within an inch of its life. Every decision he makes, every call he makes, uh, the way the quarterbacks are prepared or seem prepared or not going into a game. So I, I, I don't think that's, I really don't think that's much of a concern. I just think it's how does he interact with Nick Saban? Is he able to let Nick Saban getting in his face or in his ear? Is he going to be able to let that roll off his back? And and no one did that better, I think, than Lane Kiffin. We we you know we can think of so many specific incidents on the sideline where where Nick just got it got into got into Lane, and Lane just seemed oblivious to it. No one can be totally oblivious to it, but Lane certainly yeah. Had to Lane didn't well. didn't bother him uh, as much, and then once he had some success, he felt like he may have been bigger. In the program, well, Kevin, I know what the fans' expectation is that they expect them to be in the national championship game next year. Uh, but what is a realistic expectation for this team? Uh, they lost their best player on offense, their best running back, uh, the defensive player of the year, uh, I guess, and Will Anderson. They lost a lot of guys. Now, you used to you say, "Well, just reload." Well, there's got a lot of that depth transfer uh, the last couple of years that you would be counting on now. I think this is going to be a, a little bit more difficult year than people realize going in. What is a realistic expectation? Now, I know the fans, what their expectation is. What is Kevin's for this team? 
Yeah, I, I to be honest, and, it, and it, this is going to sound strange. It sounds strange in my head, even as I'm, as the thought is forming. I, I think it's unfair. Yeah. To think that this team should win the national championship next year. Yeah. Not, not, and that's not saying that they're not capable and it's not possible. That may sound a little bit contradictory, but for all of the reasons that you just mentioned, how anyone else, if you looked at any other program and said they're losing what they've lost, and not just this year, but over the last couple of years, again, as you said, as you laid it out pretty well, you would never say that team should win a national championship. Other teams, you say, well, this is a rebuilding year for them. And a rebuilding year for Alabama is, you know, two losses, they go to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not seven and five as it is at most places or a lot of places. So, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it is not realistic to expect that they will win the national championship or to be disappointed if they don't win the national championship. However, because of the expectations they've created and, and Wimp, again, this is one of those, you know, it's funny how Wimp, the, the, the more time passes, the smarter Wimp gets. <laughs> yeah. And the things that, the things that he, the things that you've said went through the years that, that just resonate with me. And I can remember you saying them over and over and it's all, and everything is based on expectations. Yeah. And it is more, more so than ever because of the ability to communicate your displeasure through different forms of media. <laughs> Social media, et cetera, in particular, uh, if if your team doesn't meet the expectations that the team doesn't set, you set. Yeah, one of so the, one it's of the a curious phenomena. Yeah, one of the problems that we have for for our listeners, I, for, I guess for everybody, is that you you get ranked number one in recruiting or towards the top in recruiting every year. Those kids that come in are young; they're not ready to play, but they're great players. They're going to be. But the gonna be's takes a while, and so people people will laugh and say, "Got to just had the number one recruiting class in America. They're going to be loaded." Well, those guys, they and they, you know, they, they hadn't gotten there yet. They they're young and they're then they don't understand what the defensive and offensive coaches are teaching them. They're brand new, and and, and that's where the difference is because John Q. Fan thinks that. The, the recruiting part will 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 eventually pay off, but it may not pay off quite as quick as John Q. Fan thinks it should. That, that's the problem, you know. And this goes back to the expectations uh, subject. One of the worst things for coaches is is the ranking of recruiting classes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is right. which is which is you know more. I will say. And I used to I used to have an issue with the the industry, the recruiting industry, in that in setting unrealistic expectations. But they are more accurate than ever. I mean, they yep. study these guys more than ever. They get more opportunities to see these guys than they ever have. So their evaluations are are closer to on the money than they've ever been. But that said, inexperience is a difference. Not you know playing in front of. Even if you play in a, you know, in a big high school in Alabama or Texas or California, and Alabama, of course, recruits everywhere, you're not playing in front of a hundred of a hundred and hundred thousand people and millions of people on television. You know, occasionally high school games are on TV, and they draw uh, you know a good audience, but you're, it's not as many people as are watching you know Alabama Auburn or Alabama LSU or Alabama Texas, which is going to be a fascinating game early in the season. 
uh, and a lot of these young guys will be required to, to play and contribute in that game. Uh, and and they're not. Yeah, you don't. We don't allow people chances to grow, to make mistakes, or to learn from their mistakes anymore, do we? No. And, and it's kind of a sad from a fandom standpoint, or from a media standpoint. It's it's a little sad that we don't allow people to grow. We expect you to live up to your expectations immediately, and if you don't, we're going to turn on you. It's pretty sad. Uh, we talked with Kevin Skarbinski. Kevin, you wrote an article, I guess it was Sunday, uh, about Alabama-Auburn uh, basketball. And does basketball mean more to Auburn than it does Alabama? And you, and I don't want to, you talked about the salaries. Uh, Bruce Pearl is going to be making over $6 million. Uh, next year, and, and coach is being paid handsomely, uh, four four and a half million. It'll eventually go up, and over the life of the contract, it'll average five million, which is a. I think Bruce Pearl's making over a million more than that. Now, I don't, I don't think Nate Oates is one. I think Nate Oates could have played games with this, got other people interested, let this thing go on. They keep winning. And the price would go up, but he said, "Man, I got girls. We love it here. I don't want to." So he didn't play games, which I respect. Just talk about your article there, and it would what would the Alabama people say if the Auburn football coach was making more? Does that matter? I guess between the salaries there. Go ahead, talk about what your what your thoughts are there. Yeah, it, well, and, and look, that it is it is you know it's one of those things I, I sometimes hesitate to write about money or not, you know, one, one guy not making as much as another guy because they're all making really good money. Yeah. Nate Oates is not going to, not going to be, uh, selling, uh, pencils in a tin cup on the corner anytime soon or ever. And, and so, you know, he is going to average 5 million a year. He's going to start at 4.5 and it's going to escalate to 5.5 over the six years of the contract starting next year. So yes, he's being rewarded handsomely top 10, which he should, uh, top, Four in the SEC, and you can and see this is where again comparisons. People will make comparisons. And that's what we do, right? They play you play sports. There's scoreboard, but it's not just a scoreboard on the court. There's a scoreboard in salary, and this has become a big deal. And it really it, it became a big deal in large part because of Nick Saban. And it's it is almost it is quaint now to remember that people were aghast. That Alabama was going to pay him four million dollars a year over over an eight year period right. for thirty two million dollars total, right. and everybody reached for their smelling salts. Oh my goodness, this is going to be the death of college football. Right. We're going to pay a coach four million dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, and they, they they none of those people understood the term return on investment clearly. But Nato's look, Nato's has done a great job. You can say, and and I in the last three years, going back to you know the the, the double championships in the SEC in 2021 uh and then last year was a down year by their standards at the moment and this year they look like they're on their way to another sec regular season title they're the best team in the league i think um clearly and will be the favorite in the sec tournament uh barring something uh, unfortunate happening with injuries so Nados is doing as good a job uh, let's put it this way he's doing as at least as good a job as any of his peers in his conference and yet, he is not being paid the most in his conference. He's not being paid the second most. He's not being paid the third most. He's number four. And there's a direct comparison with Auburn. Look, everything that happens at Alabama and Auburn is going to be compared. Sure. And you made a real you. I, I didn't put this way. Put it this way in the column, but you. I think the way you posed it is food for thought. 
Alabama would be up in Alabama fans. Let me be specific. Would be up in arms if you freeze made more than a million dollars a year than Nick Saban. Yeah. Now, it, that's a little different because no one has accomplished what Nick Saban has accomplished. Right. But that's a pretty significant difference. Auburn gave Pearl eight years. Alabama's giving Oates six. Now, over those eight years, Auburn's going to pay Pearl $50 million, $50.2 million to be precise, and Alabama's going to pay Nate Oates $30 million over those six years. That's that twenty million dollars is not you know maybe monopoly money to us, but that's that's significant. And then of course, then you throw in as I did as I mentioned the arena question. Auburn built an arena. Yes, it was ten years well twelve years ago. Now it opened in twenty ten, almost thirteen years. They built a new arena on campus. Now it wasn't two hundred fifty million or whatever they're saying this was going to cost now because of inflation. Everything costs more than it did in 2010, of course. Everything costs more than it did last year, it seems. But Auburn made the commitment to build a new arena for its basketball program. Alabama has seemed to make the commitment, but it has yet to put a shovel in the ground. And NATO said last week they've got to raise more money. So what does that what does that say? But is the, the, and is the price? overall commitment to basketball yeah. relative again? Not that they're not committed to basketball. Don't get me wrong. We're talking about degrees. And and comparisons, but Kevin, is Alabama and the administration out there? Do they, do they think the price is going to go down next year? Or is it going to go up? Do prices do prices ever go down? <laughs> no, on they, any, get you, on anything, they get you used to paying a certain anything. number. <laughs> yeah, so come yeah, on. I know. I I, th- I thought every time I, I you know when I when I heard that last week from from Nate talking about uh, you know they've got to raise more money because. The price was going, uh, you know, a year ago when they when the trustees approved it, a uh, new arena. It was going to be 183, 183 million. Now it's going to be close to 250 because of inflation of building materials and yeah, guys. I don't I don't think they're having uh you know a, a blue light special on construction materials anytime soon. And once that number gets up to that point, it usually doesn't roll back. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I mean, it's expensive. So the longer you wait, the, the bottom line, the, the longer you wait, the more it's going to cost. Yeah. So, um, also, and again, let me let me. I, I feel compelled to throw this in there. Go ahead. And, and and I and I know people, and in cases like this, people want to blame the AD. And and I do believe that Greg Byrne is not a one trick pony. He's not a football. He's not a gum. He's not. A, he's not a fog. He's not a football only gump. As as Alabama fans who like basketball, who love basketball. And other sports call their their fellow fans who who only care about football. They call them football only gumps or fogs. Uh, Greg Byrne is not that. Greg Byrne sees the value of of being competitive and competing for championships and providing resources to your coaches to do so in all sports. I, I fully believe that. Uh, while we're talking money, um, Jalen Hurts has one year left on his contract at four and a half million dollars. Uh, <laughs> They're talking about Lurie said he's our guy. Uh, Jalen said it's not time to negotiate this now. Uh, those guys in front of him, um, Rogers and all those guys, they're making $45 million. Uh, so how much has this guy made over the last year, Kevin? What's this, what's this guy? Do we need to pay him like Deshaun Watson and uh, all these guys now that are making this high – these, this big time money is is Jalen Hurts the next quarterback to to cash in? 
certainly seems that way, doesn't it? Yep. He has, you know, they always talk about having, you know, you want to have a great year in your contract year. Yes. In professional sports. And he certainly has moved in that direction. Uh, it is, it is extraordinary what he's accomplished. And, and we know because, you know, we saw him, we were around him for three years at Alabama. We just know that he's different. His personality is different. His maturity level is different. He just carries himself with a, uh, a different air. He's not a look at me kind of guy. And so many quarterbacks are so many, so many offensive stars, it seems in general are in football. And he is, he is the, <laughs> he is the opposite of that. And that's why I think so many people admire him. He's not all about Jalen, but he has a fierce pride about him. Uh, and that is, uh, that is one of the things that drives him and makes him work as hard as he does. So, Look, he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid handsomely. He's going to deserve it for what for the work he's put in, the improvement he's made from the time he left Alabama to right now. He has made an incredible amount of improvement. He has traveled so far, uh, and and still and he hasn't reached the ceiling. I don't think either, because one thing you know about Jalen Hurts, whatever his ceiling is, he's going to work to get there. Yeah. And again, another reason why he's a guy. You know, you know. Now you have to know owners in professional sports. They they get nervous with some guys. Like we got to pay this guy. He's that good. He's accomplished that much. But we're in the back of our. He makes us a little nervous because he may not be as as reliable as we would like. Kyrie Irving. Irving. (laughs) Oh, exhibit (laughs) exhibit A A A A A A A A. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. If there's there's the exact opposite of Jalen Hurts in that regard in the sports world, it's Kyrie Irving. No doubt, no doubt. All right, Kevin, tell everybody about your great stuff where they can get it all. Yeah, twice a week in the lead. It's Birmingham Lead. Go to BirminghamLead.com. It's a daily newspaper delivered to your inbox. A lot of great, uh, great work in there from a lot of really talented journalists. I get to write twice a week on Sundays and Thursdays, so check that out. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Kevin Skarbinski. And and then, I, you know, something that's really near and dear to me is the Coach Safely Foundation and the work that, that we do training youth coaches to keep kids safe so they will stay in the game, they'll gain all the benefits you get from youth sports, and it helps keep them in the classroom. Did you guys know there's an estimate 20 million, think about this number, 20 million school days lost a year by kids 14 and under or so or, or you know, adolescents and younger because of sports injuries. You get hurt, you miss school. That hurts your education. This is an education issue. This is a public health issue. And Coach Safely is working every day to try to uh, make an impact, and it is, uh, especially with its, with its affiliation with the Alabama Recreation and Parks Association, which does a fantastic job delivering that course to coaches in this state and at no cost to those coaches. So go to CoachSafely.org. And parents, parents can take the course too. Again, no cost to you, but you can get a good basic uh, – Injury prevention and recognition education, and you'll, it'll be well worth it. So check it out. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Thank Have you, a great week. Appreciate it. Thank All you. Right. Uh, tell us about Constant Companion uh, before we get to this break. Well, very quickly, Constant Companion will do anything in the world to help you if you bring your animal by their uh, facility on uh, 280, Narrows Drive on 280, 6350313. And they called me and said that the person will come and bring their animal. The first visit will be half price, so I think it's worth worth your time to go by there. I've taken my 
new dog by there uh, uh, several times, and they're very, very good with them. 635-0313. Also, I want to thank Alabama One, www.alabamaone.org. People say, put your money where your mouth is. Well, I do. Uh, you got my car loan, I got my mortgage, and I got my credit card from Alabama One. Uh, quite honestly, the best banking experience I've ever had. Uh, they take great care of me. They're very honest with me. They help me through the process of mortgages through car loans. Uh, I've got great friends over there. They make you comfortable. So you make the switch as well. Go to www.alabamaone.org. We want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. Make this 7 o'clock hour possible. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Amarillo's on my mind. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks, but traffic is heavy. 69 southbound, heavy between Martin Road and Union Chapel. And then US 43, also southbound at McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Business is so good right now at Townsend Nissan, they need extra help in sales and in service. Go by and see BJ or Kylan today at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Get up to 3500 dollars today when you file your taxes at Jackson Hewitt. Details at Jackson Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy and mild. The chance of a shower during the day. Rain and storms more likely late tomorrow night. The high 72. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 37 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Come join our crew. Visit DCH's Mardi Gras-themed nurse recruitment event on Thursday, February 16th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at Harrison Gallery. Touchdown, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Allstate Insurance and Agent Andrew Knifer, I'm sorry. 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Andrew uh, does a great job for me. Uh, let him do the same for you. Don't just pay your bill. Know what you're paying. Andrew and his staff will run a quote for you, get it right to you, and you will do what I did. You will make the change. 205-722-9200. Or go to the Andrew Knifer all-state Facebook page. All right, get to the Andrew Kniffer hotline here and get Joe into the show. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Joe. Good morning, Coach. It's Wimp. I really enjoyed the, the Carbon Hill story. Oh, thank you. I, I didn't want to do it or not because that wasn't a big deal. Uh, but I, didn't want... <laughs> I, I wish a lot of people in Fayette could have heard that. Make a long story short, I, I, I'll ask you a few quick questions because we okay. know Barry would get bored with, with that question. No, y'all go ahead. Okay. Uh, when you uh, McClendon was leaving Fayette, and 
uh, did you sit down with John Morgan, the principal, and in, interview with him for that job? No, I didn't. I just got a note from him as we play a note from the coach that he said I'm getting out. And he said I, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend you for the job. I think it was going to be uh, fourth out. I think you was, and you and JV were pretty close, weren't you? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were friends. Yeah, we sure were. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. did your last your your year there? Did you beat him both times? You played him, or, and did you also mm-hmm. play him in the WSC tournament? Did you? Beat him I can't remember. Times? I can't remember what I did not. The big deal there was that we beat we beat Walker County Jasper three times, and winning the, oh, ca- the winning the county tournament there was like winning the state tournament. I mean, the county yeah. tournament meant every. I had no idea it was like that. And, you have so uh, many schools in Walker. Yeah, County. but it, you know, we want we we uh, uh, Joaquin. Think of the basketball coach at, at Walker. He's really good. Uh, my God, well, D. Joe Gambrel was a football coach. Yeah. Um, but I how can't bad remember. did did uh, Tom Tarleton and Harry Hammonds beat you in that game? I don't, I don't, I don't think it. I I, I think we got beat by Tus- I think we got beat by Tuscaloosa County. I don't it think it was Tuscaloosa. I think yeah. I think so it McDonald was, I think, was McDonald said Harry Hammond. Yeah, I know, but I think it, I think it was I think it was Tuscaloosa County that beat us. They had a really good team. I think they oh, won the state championship. Yeah. They used yeah. to knock yeah. a, keep us out there for years. Yeah, yeah I think uh, they uh, won the beat us. Uh, Hosey Collins. I mean, you brought up so many names. Hosey Collins. Hosey Collins died. You know, he came there. He's my B team coach. Uh-huh. And uh, and. Um, uh, Billy McDonald, who was on the show today, he uh, yeah. he was a manager, and and Hosey sent Billy in to close the windows in the gymnasium. We were going on a road on, on a trip, and then Hosey left him. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, oh God, it was and and the thing the thing had to happen there. After each practice, we had three cars. Each coach took the kids home. They took the kids. They took the kids to Eldridge to. to to Jasper, to wherever they were, wherever they were from, we had to take. In order to play basketball, you had to take the kids home after practice, right. unless they had a car. Most of them didn't have one. Now you you just uh, said something there. My next question: How many kids were you getting out of that Free Will Baptist Children's Home in Eldridge? Because when I played in I the late sixties and early seventies, yeah, they had one or two every year. Yeah, out of that I don't really, I don't really know. Uh, but uh, and those we had, kids would play so yeah. hard, man. Yeah. They just they just played hard. Yeah. Uh, Key is 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 Key is he Doug Key Doug Key has had a um, uh, I don't know how to say it. He's had a stroke. Okay, and uh, he is not he's not physically able to come. Uh, he's you know we had five of nine that passed away, and then Doug has has had a stroke and. Uh, uh, not coming, but I, I don't think anybody will be there tonight. But just, it's just, uh, it's just something that came to mind. I thought it was kind of be interesting since Carbon Hills is very interesting. interesting so. Well, you were just five years older than those seniors. I yeah, I, I wasn't very old. Yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. You're and of course, exactly right. Uh, Randy, his younger brother, I played golf with him probably yeah. ten yeah. years, and now yeah. his health, his health. I hope he's yeah. still alive. Yeah. I hadn't heard anything about him in a long time. Yeah, I I think that's. Oh, let me tell you what Billy Graham said about growing up. Read it I, I need some. He said the hardest thing about growing up was the loneliness. Especially what? after the loneliness. Yeah. Of course, now he lived to be ninety-seven. Yeah, I ain't gonna. But be after that long. after Ruth died, you know, I, I read the book there, and he uh, he said it's just you see so many of your friends and colleagues pass away. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it really, that's the way the devil will start working on you. 
Yeah, long that's right. Barry, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying listening to you, too. Well, you're, it starts tonight, Barry. Yeah. State championship run. <laughs> and you know the last thing that you can't let happen. Oh, boy. You cannot let the referees decide who's going to win the game because you're the new boy on the block and you won't get the call. Thank you, Joe. Wimp, you agree with that statement? I sure how, do. How, how do you how do you keep the referees from doing that? I need to know that. Do you, you don't play? Do you, you play at night, Barry? Yeah. What time? Six. We You're play, playing we Francis play, Marion at Aliceville. Yeah, we're playing Woody Jackson tonight. Well, not Woody, but Francis Marion. Yeah. And he's beat you twice, so it's going to be hard for him to beat you again. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I don't think I don't think you can beat Barry Sanders three times. <laughs> so how do Bill I County how do I not let the officials decide it? Tell me how to do that. That's, well, what I'm telling you is you got to stay on the clock. You got to make your plan. You, you can't wait to. You got to do it before the, before there's two yep. minutes left in the game. Well, you you have, got, so you're saying I got to have like a ten point lead? Or well, no, you got you got to you got to talk to the officials before the game. Say, so, all right, now guys, look, <laughs> y'all cannot decide this game. If we didn't well, no, make, no. if we didn't make that shot, you got to give us the ball back and let us shoot it again. Like, how do we? No, I don't Barry, know how to do that. Barry, don't don't get out there. You know what? I, you can't say <laughs> nothing to the officials. What I'm saying is, it, at the two minute mark, if it's a tied game, you think about the games you've lost already that way this year to him. And you cannot let that happen tonight because you're not going to get the call, Barry. You're the new boy on the block. He beat me in double overtime. He beat me in double overtime. Yeah, yeah. I I hear you, but I don't know what to do about that. Well, Hopefully, I can come down to that. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, both teams, everything's called good. The officials, like I said, I think we've had good officiating this year. Now, we do get different crews, I think, for the area tournament. You don't get the guys you've had uh, all year. So, is that good or bad? You're making your first impression. It's it's big for you. Big advantage for you. Should I find out if they're an Alabama or an Auburn fan? No, you don't need to go that. The least you say to them, the least you say, let them talk to you. You don't talk to them. Okay. You let them talk to you. That's your whole kid. All right. But, I'll, you know, you got those last two minutes, you've got to keep the ball in your two best players' hands. Okay. That's what you have got to do. Okay. That's the only advice I could give you. Hopefully That's in the I last two do. minutes. I'd like to be up 20 in the last two minutes. Is that possible? Well, that... well this run you're going to make in the state champion tournament, we're going to see, and we'll see how it happens when it ends or see how it happens when you win. Either way, it's been a great experience. Uh, we've had some really exciting games. Just about every game we've had has gone right down to the wire. So we'll see. It's been more rewarding than you ever thought it was going to no be. No doubt. Right? It's been fun. No doubt. Thank all you, Joe. Thank you, Thanks, all. Joe. Appreciate it. All right, there's Joe giving me referee advice. Um, I'll try not. He said, "Did he say don't talk to the referee?" Or oh just... no, you got to talk to the officials. Oh, okay. He, but what you do is the officials. You talk to them as they as they're in front of your bench. After they made a call that's questionable, uh, you just need to say, "You know, we, we need to keep this thing on." You know, you keep this thing where 
both kid, uh, both teams have a chance to win this thing. He, he missed that last call. And ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> but you don't. But you don't holler it. You just. You just so, hey, you know, do you, you sure you got that one right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Sure, you got that one right. All right, yeah. that's fine. That's, I, I just I'll look at the field. I didn't, I didn't realize you played at six. Well, it's in Aliceville too. It's a night in Tuscaloosa. So, um, anyway, also got a real little small gym. It's fun over there. Aliceville people. We're not playing Aliceville, um, but they, they, uh, Joe, they really love their team over there. They love football, uh, and they love their basketball team, and they support man. So I, I give Aliceville a lot of credit uh, for how they handle their high school teams there. I will right, we'll take a break here. We'll get our main man, Melvin Cheatham, in. I'm going to ask Melvin. He's had, I know, a daughter. That, how many kids oh, has he? He's got three. He's how many has he now. had that has played in college? He's got the, the one of them playing volleyball, yeah. one of them playing football. He's track. Melvin. So I want to find out what did Melvin do with them when they were young to kind of help them because some people always want their kids to play in college. Like, what did he do? Uh, there as he guided them through the process of their early years. Be interesting to see him. Elvin's a smart guy. He probably give us a good answer on that. I'm sure they have a lot of talent as well. Uh, two men in a truck out at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxers, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. No worries. Let the professionals handle it. They'll take great care of your stuff. They'll come in. They'll wrap it. They'll pack it properly on the truck, which is very important. Uh, when you get there, they'll move it in, take care of your walls and your furniture. 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck. Movers who care. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. But Tuesday morning, there could be a thunder bumper or two this afternoon across West Alabama. But the Storm Prediction Center has highlighted our area and all of North Alabama under a moderate risk for severe weather tomorrow night into Thursday morning. Stay tuned to Operation Storm Watch. Click on TuscaloosaThread.com for later updates. Be sure to have a way to receive warnings during the overnight hours. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more throughout the day. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks, but traffic is heavy. 69 southbound, heavy between Martin Road and Union Chapel, and then US 43 also southbound at McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Business is so good right now at Townsend Nissan, they need extra help in sales and in service. Go by and see BJ or Kylan today at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny today, Tuscaloosa's high 69. Tonight, mostly fair with a low at 53. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy and mild. The chance of a shower during the day, rain and storms more likely late tomorrow night, the high 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 46 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room, Alabama 1, www.alabama1.org for all your products and services they will take great, great care of you. All right, we'll get to the Alabama 1 hotline. Uh, Dad, I'll let you bring in, I know, a great player for you, but also uh, has done a great job of being a father, a husband, a parent, great job in business. So this is, you talk about student athlete, uh, Put this guy's picture right by it. Uh, he's been very successful, uh, not only playing basketball, but raising kids and in the business world. Good morning, Melvin. Melvin Cheatham. Good morning, Melvin. Hey, Melvin. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Barry. How you guys doing this morning? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. Um, I got Melvin. We got Melvin. Actually, Greg Polinski saw him first. Yeah. So we got down there to see him and uh, got him in Alabama, and he was terrific. I think the more Melvin played, I guess I say this every time. I can't remember what I say. Is the more I put him in the offense, and when we when we change we change things. Some, but Mississippi State had beaten us during the year, and we opened up with them. In, I think it's Orlando in the SEC tournament, and I put a bunch of stuff in for Melvin. And uh, is that right, Melvin? Is that, is that the game? Yeah, that, that that's right, Coach. I was a bad matchup for those guys, and uh, you did <laughs> what you you did what you do. You you exploited the weaknesses of their defense. Yeah, well, anyway, and uh, subsequently, that was we won, we went ahead and we won a SEC tournament championship that season. Yeah, that was one of three that yeah. we combined to win. Yeah, we won the uh, beat Ole Miss in the finals. Anyway, Melvin Cheatham has turned out to be terrific. Uh, didn't turn out to be. He was that way when we got him, and he even got better. And the you know the longer he stayed with us, the more he played, and uh, he just was you know, one of our stalwarts and. Um, He's gotten himself in business, and he has apartments, and he can tell us, but he has apartments in, in Austin, Texas, and here in Birmingham, and he's done terrific. And He he told me or told somebody that uh, his wife made him behave and keep the money that they made to start with overseas and played. Uh, he may want to mention uh, that a little bit, but uh been a terrific citizen, and I know Barry's going to ask him about those kids. So, Melvin, uh Going overseas, did you make any money going overseas? Coach, I did pretty good. I, you know, um, it doesn't really matter what you make. It's what you do with it. I remember one time uh, a businessman in Tuscaloosa by the name of Mr. Johnny Plot made a comment one time. He said, <laughs> it's not what you make. It's what you get to keep. That's good. And, uh, you know, some of the things and life lessons that I learned while I was in college, I took them to heart. Um uh, you know, it, it, it was kind of tragic. You know, fortunately for me, being overseas really helped me have an opportunity to grow up, develop as a young man, and mature. And that happened from the perspective of uh, when I went to Athens, Greece, I did not 
speak the language fluently. So not being able to speak the language at all, fluently, not at all. I couldn't speak it. And uh, that's and at that time, 30 years ago, that was one of those countries where when you come to our country, learn our language. We are not yeah. going to adapt to you and learn your language. Learn our language. You're here. Yeah. And so I, I, I took that to heart, and I learned to speak Greek fluently. And uh, But before that, uh, I read a bunch of books, and I would subscribe to the Wall Street Journal and the USA Today. And, you know, it was always stories of athletes who had run headfirst into financial ruin, who had uh, amassed great sums of wealth. And, you know, that kind of lit a fire under me very early that... Good point. That's kind of tragic. You know, it's kind of tragic. Whether it was a boxer or a football player or a basketball player, and then, you know, you read the story of the financial demise, it would just, uh, you know, it would be tragic. And you you sit there and you start thinking, uh, what are some of the things that you could do to uh, secure your future? Yeah. But along that same thread, you know, I, I learned a lot of valuable life lessons. Uh, had a great, I've had a great running start going over there, Coach. Because first of all, I, I, I want to give you your credit of, uh, you know, I, I talked to guys from teams that we had together. I talked to guys I played with, with in Europe. And um, I appreciate the fact that you gave, gave me some credit for trying to do right and trying to be a right person. But at the end of the day, uh, I can never forget having a story about our collection of talent at the University of Alabama. And, you know, guys always talk about, oh, man, y'all should have won a national tra- championship. You yeah. had Latrell Sprewell. You had Robert Ory. You had Keith Askins on that team. Oh, Marcus Webb was on that team. Michael Asley crossed paths on that team. And, you know, we run down a li- list of guys that we all played together, and we had a lot of success in the conference and postseason. And, and we talk about um, – um, characteristics of pers- people and tendencies. And one of the things that I always am quick to mention, you know, nobody's perfect, right? Everybody's made mistakes. Even yet today, you, you can read social media and you see what some of the former players had some run-ins and some situations that they wish had gone differently or not been yep. so public. And we would talk about those things and I would tell them, you know, I'm just going to tell you the truth. You know, we had a bunch of head cases down there in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, we had a guy, we had a coach. And if you look in, a def- in Webster's Dictionary and you look at the definition of a coach, it's a vehicle from getting you from point A to point B, from one point to another point. And, Coach, I just want to give you that credit. Well, thank because you. I like Appreciate to say, you took a bunch of, you took some crooked sticks and you were able to hit the ball straight. Oh, yeah, I appreciate so, that. I appreciate so I, that. I'd like to give you give you Thanks, your credit. Man, I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, we had great players. Uh, Melvin, talk about uh, you guys did win three SEC tournaments. Uh, some people say, man, that that wears you out. You you uh, in the finals were on Sunday. You win it. Normally, you guys would uh, shower up, go get in some room, and find out where you're going. You get back home, people are celebrating, and then boom, you got to go play in the tournament. Sometimes on a Thursday, uh, is that you know, they talk about maybe putting the SEC tournament championship on Saturday. I need mean, I know the ACC and some other teams do teams leagues do that. I'm sorry, 
Uh, is that a factor there where you win it on Sunday, then you're turning around, you got a quick turnaround for the NCAA tournament, or is that the way you liked it? Hey, we're playing well, let's just keep playing. Well, first of all, to all of the guys that played in the SEC, it was a badge of honor to us to play on that Sunday yeah. because the NCAA didn't go behind closed doors and select the teams until after we finished, until we wrapped up our championship. And so um, that was uh, one of those deals where I would much rather play the last game and everybody in the country that's a stakeholder get to watch us seal the deal. And we would have automatic bids when we would win the tournament. So there would be no questions asked whether we were going to be a part of the tournament. It's just a matter of where we're going. Sure. And, and to that point, you got to understand, you got guys that are 17, 18, 19 years old, 20, you know, on the top side, you might have a guy 22, 23 years old. We really didn't get tired. Basketball was a game to us. You know, it, it was a fun. It was something that we look forward to doing. We look forward to the road trips. Um, we look forward to the excused absences from class. So it was, you know, it was one of those deals where I, I wouldn't ask, ask for it to be any other way. I know some other some of the other conferences that made some changes. Yeah. But as far as uh, the way we perceived it, we were always proud of the fact that we get to go last. All right, we'll wrap this thing up for you. Everybody else in the country, you get to watch us. Melvin, uh, we're talking with Melvin Cheatham. Talk a little bit about, about your kids. Uh, you know, and I know you had several go on and, and run track, play volleyball maybe. I'm not sure about track, but play volleyball in college. But maybe the process, because people ask all the time, hey, how do I get my child to have a chance to play in college? Maybe walk them through the steps of what you guys did with your kids to kind of help them through that journey. Well, I can tell you this. As a, as a parent and, and coach, you and Barry, you guys both can probably understand this. In life, you can't want it more for your kids than they want it for themselves. So at the end of the day, it's going to have to be something inside of them that wants to get up, put in the work, put in the effort, take ownership of it, and make it happen. So uh, I I was fortunate. Uh, My son, Miles, he played college football at San Diego State, uh, made first first team All-Mountain West as a defensive end. My oldest daughter, Alexis, she played college volleyball at the University of Houston, uh, she's now in her first year of law school at Villanova University. And uh, it's funny, uh, my wife and I were talking about that with our youngest daughter, Maya, who's a freshman in high school. And she was she had a volleyball tournament this weekend, and it was rough for her. You know, she, the weekend before, she played light out, got her name written in a, blog and you know was recognized and this weekend she didn't deliver the goods and one of the things that i've always been with my kids is real and that's the way they describe their father if you play great i will tell you you play great and we will find things that we still can yet improve upon sure if you did not play well i am not going to sugarcoat it and tell you that you played well thank you i had a reality check with my youngest one this weekend I said the way you play today would not warrant you being a Division One college player, and and uh, we walked into that conversation because I just threw out a rhetorical question. I said, "Maya, how do you feel? How do you feel that you played today?" Well, Dad, 
I really feel like I bounced back. It was rough, and I'm glad I bounced back. And I said, well, where was the bounce at? I didn't see it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we walked it down, and, uh, you know, then she was telling her mom, uh, her mom, we were talking this morning, and she said, you know, Maya said y'all had a heart-to-heart conversation coming back, and she said, Dad told me that I have to be accountable for every time I walk on that court. And uh, don't walk around with rose-colored glasses when you're competing because either you did it or you didn't. Yeah. Either you played well or you didn't play well. And so, you know, I'm glad she I'm, I'm glad she took the heart the message that I was trying to give her. Uh, you know, and, and that's just not only in sports. That's a life lesson. That's whether you're in the classroom. That's whether you're in the workplace. I mean, at the end of the day, I have a saying that I, I like to use in business. Uh, uh, guys would like to be paid correctly. I expect work to be done correctly. Right. You know, if a guy walked in, this check was $1 short, he's going to come see you. So if you are in a place of business, well, I expect the job to be done right, and it shouldn't be I have to come in and we have to redo things and start from scratch again. But to that point, you know, my kids are um, my kids are um, doing well. And, you know, as a parent, your mind's never off them. You never stop being no. a parent. They, ne- they never stop being your children, even when they have children. So you know, it's just a it's a life it's a life journey. It's a process that I think never stops developing and evolving. Uh, you know, you can go through these phases where now I, I see my son giving me advice. Well, and I have to tell him, I say, listen, you be careful how you give me advice. It sounds like you're telling me what to do. Now, it's a big difference between you taking over and telling me what to do. And suggesting. And advice. Yeah, some suggestions. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 Now, 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 quick, before we finish gotcha. up on that. Does your wife, now I'm like you, Mel, I'm brutally honest with my kids. Even I got a young one, I'm brutally honest with him. Does your wife back you or does she sugarcoat it and tell them that they did good when they really didn't because mine does and i have to say Barry, honey honey Barry, yeah there's a word that there's a word that i like to use that i hate it's called coddling yeah it's yeah. called coddling and there's some of that going on there's a degree of that going on oh she coddling them a little bit <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i got you Melvin, tell our tell our listeners about your business ventures. I know you got you got business in in Austin. I think you're living in Austin, and also business yeah, deals in Birmingham. Yeah, I live in Austin. I downsized a lot in Birmingham, man. But the pandemic did a, a number on travel. It did a number on uh, deliverable items such as make readies, getting people to show up. Uh, you know, you had such a fear factor of the unknown that it was it hard. You know, uh, the space that I deal in is a uh, class C properties. So it's not new construction where you go in and you got warrantied items across the board. It's things that, you know, it's an older building that's going to break. And, um, you know, it just became one of those deals where uh, getting people to show up and depending on guys. Then I had uh, two guys I really leaned on. They both caught COVID and passed away. And that was a uh, that was a watershed moment for me. Really? Wow. It really was a watershed moment for me and it changed a lot mm-hmm. for me. So, you know, I kind of uh, let some things go and got smaller, you know, just make it easier to keep things in front of you instead of being so scattered out and uh, wow. having uh, service calls come in and you don't have anybody to address them. So, you say, you know, at the end of the day, like, I, and that's my same philosophy. I expect you to pay me correctly. I expect to deliver what it, whatever it is I've given, agreed to give you correctly. Yeah. Uh, Melvin, talk about uh, your time here at Alabama. I think one of the worst rules in 
nobody talks about it. Uh, and you guys didn't have great living quarters. I mean, you had a great place to go eat, but I mean, Bryant Hall was literally, y'all were in one, one room. Uh, the bathroom was down the hall, but I, you know, when they did away with the athletic dorms, I think it, it was bad for, for, for college athletics. And, you know, you keep all those guys together, the bond that I know that you have with all your teammates, with Darby Rich and all those guys, you guys were all right there, spent time with one another. You can look after one another, uh, keep one another out of trouble. When they did away with that, I think it was a bad thing. And I don't think it gets talked about enough. I wanted to get your opinion on that. And what did the, what did Bryant Hall do for you guys? The football, the basketball guys were always so close together. Well, first of all, it created a bond beyond just basketball. Sure. You know, I had a, a, I had a nephew that went to Clemson on a visit. And I told him, when you meet Coach Sweeney, tell him you know my uncle, Melvin Cheatham. Of course, Dabo lived at, we're in Bryant Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball and football, we were all together. We ate together. We went to study hall together. We laughed and joked together. We celebrated together. Uh, I think when they changed that, it diluted the uh, closeness of cross sports like football and basketball being really close. Like I can remember uh, Derek Thomas leaving me Kansas City Chiefs tickets at a game. Um, And we became friends when we were in college. Yeah, I, I think part of that, um, the breaking up of the athletic dormitory was, uh, I, I'm not sure of all of the schools that were involved, but I do know it was the University of Alabama, it was Ohio State, and it was brought out that uh, they felt they had an unfair advantage by having an athletic dorm because you had the meals, you had the right on-site athletic tutors and assistants, and so uh, I think they, that was those were two of the schools that were involved in it um, when they decided to uh, disband it. And, uh, and, and in essence, they uh, stated that there was an unfair advantage for those schools. Now, whether or not other schools could have done that, I, I believe they could have. Whether they chose to do it, I think that was totally on them. Yeah. Because up until that point, I don't think there was any regulation that said you couldn't do it. Yep. That. Um, I guess you know that uh, one of your one of your recruits that kind of helped recruit you is now at Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, I saw Coach Polinski on that sideline over there. Yeah, he yeah. he was he wasn't saying much, but he's sitting over there anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw him over there. You know, Coach Coach P is a pretty good guy, man. You know, he's actually yeah. a really good guy. And I, I want to say he actually went to coach with uh, Coach Barnes, who Coach you have a good relationship with Coach Barnes. I think yeah. He, I want to say you gave him his first job at the university. Well, he worked. Yeah, he did work for me. He had no yeah prior to that, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your point. Yeah, I want to say, um, but I saw Coach Polinski over there, and uh, you know, in talking to him, I think I want to say he, he told me, you know, he just he wanted to be on that level, and uh, he agreed to originally go there without pay, just be a part of the staff. And uh, I'm not sure what his status is now as far as uh, being a paid person on staff at the University of Tennessee. But I do know that's his passion. That's where his heart is. And, uh, you know, he's living the dream right now. Yeah, he's actually as an assistant coach now. They had a guy leave, and uh, Rick Barnes bumped him up. So he's he's actually making a paycheck over there uh, right now. Melvin, Melvin, when you watch this version of Alabama basketball, uh, got some – 
Really talented freshmen uh, here. Three of them have been starting. Brandon Miller uh, projected to be uh, a lottery pick. They're talking about those guys being a number one seed and, and happen to get the opportunity to play in Birmingham if they are. Uh, just talk about what you see here with this team and how far you think they can go. Well, um, you know, I think I want to say they were ranked as high as number two earlier and uh, went down and uh, had a bad night in Oklahoma, sure. which is part of the game. You know, everybody has a bad night, but the mark of a champion is you have more good nights than bad nights. You're consistent. You're consistently good. Consistent doesn't mean perfect, but consistent means pretty predictable that you're going to be pretty good most of the time you're on the court. And so they had that one speed bump, but until that, but speaking on that team now, you know, I personally, I really like the group of talent that Coach Oates has assembled down in Tuscaloosa. Really? I like the fact that the first, the first thing that really jumps out on to me is the unselfishness of the talented guy. You know, when you talk to high school kids and middle school kids, and you ask them. What do you want to do for a living? I want to play professional basketball. And if I was recruiting a kid and we sat down and we talked and I would ask him, what are your aspirations? If he didn't tell me he wanted to be a professional basketball player, I probably would turn cold in the recruiting process toward that kid. Yeah. And, you know, he has a lot of guys down there who all have that dream. But when you have so many talented alpha males together, Sometimes it becomes a bit problematic on getting them to share the ball and to make the right basketball decision. I can, I, you know, I always pat Robert Ory on the back and say he was the best player I ever played with because he would always make the right basketball decision. As a result, he did that in the NBA with Akeem Olajuwon. He did it with the Lakers. He took the shot when he needed to take the shot. But if you were open, he got you the ball. He didn't have an ego to uh, hold the ball or take to the other side and, and ice you out. But watching these guys play, they have so many, so many gifts on those on that team. They have that length. They're long. They transition the floor exceptionally well. They get after you on defense. Offensively, offensively, they share the ball. They're shooting at a great clip. And one of the things that I'd like to pat um, Coach Oates on the back about is the fact that. Uh, uh, I was down in Tuscaloosa watching the uh, Vanderbilt game, and you know one of the fans came over and he was talking to me, and they said, "Melvin, uh, sorry you had to come back for this game." I said, "What are you talking about?" He said, "Well, it's not much of a game." I said, "I like games like this. I like blowouts. I don't like close games." Yeah. I'm glad that I was sitting there in Tuscaloosa where they molly walked Vanderbilt by 50 points. Yeah, that made me because. And, you know, that as a lot, I don't want to come back and we lose. <laughs> I want to come right. back and we win this thing handedly. Yeah. So watching those guys, watching those guys, watching those guys and the fluidity and the way they play together, and even in a blowout game, you still didn't see egos creep in and, and start taking bad shots because we got a 50-point lead. They stayed disciplined. They stayed together and connected. And I feel like um, talent-wise, they have – the makings of a team that really could win the championship this year. I know we all like to think and hope that, that they can get to Houston to the Final Four, but in just watching a, a lot of college basketball, as I do, I feel like that amass, that group of talent with Miller, Clowney and those guys, Crinnelly, uh, I feel like those guys actually have a, they have a strong enough nucleus and bench players, role players, to, to support them 
that they actually have a legitimate shot at winning the entire NCAA champ- championship this year. And one of the things that I that Coach Oates did, well, that I noticed was um, Gurley had hit a stri- stretch where he was not shooting the ball well, and against um, Vanderbilt, he came out and he, he he took a couple of shots, didn't make them, but he never looked timid. He never looked over at the bench like, is he about to snatch me out the game because I missed a shot? He just played through, and then finally he hit a three, and a group of guys that I was down there with, they were applauding and celebrating like, about time. Yeah, and, you know, and the deal is, everybody hits a wall or hits a stretch, and you have to understand, these guys are still really, really young. These guys are super young, and they're talented. And so um, sometimes uh, coaches can never – give a player confidence. But a coach can take a player's confidence. Yeah. And how he handles the guy. Yeah. So uh watching how he handled that, he never touched that guy's confidence. And you're gonna need guys like that. You're gonna need that length, that athleticism on both ends of the floor to go deep. And so, you know, just watching it watching all this talent, I am really impressed. I am really impressed with the way they play together, how hard they play and how they play for each other. That that's really impressive to me. Well, Melvin, uh, every time we talk to you, you blow me away. I got text uh, people text me now, telling me that you need to write a book. I keep uh, so, losing him. Uh, so you've been very impressive uh, today, Melvin. Look forward. Thanks, to Melvin. I appreciate you it. Down the line and uh, coddle. Yeah, that's what my wife does. Coddle. I'll, I'll let her know that today that you told me that's that's called coddling. Well, wait a minute, Barry. Well, yeah. we, let's let's keep that between us. We don't need any. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just between me and you. All right. Thanks, Everybody. Melvin. I appreciate it. Thanks. Great job. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, there's Melvin Cheatham. Uh, quick story about Melvin. You know, you can tell how successful he is, Joe. Yeah, I lost him a little bit. And uh, he came back and brought his son to Alabama's basketball camp. Now, a guy like that, you think he's going to walk up to the front of the line, think he got to get special treatment. They told me he walked in, went to the back of the line, stood in line like everybody else and waited. They got this. Man, why'd you stay in line? He said, well, that's where the back of the line was. I had to get my son into camp. Most of athletes like that, they ain't doing that. Uh, so anyway. All right, let's talk about uh, Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. And attorneys and attorneys that you can trust, know the, know the changes in the law. Three four five one two three four. easy number to remember. I don't know what kind of problems you have, but sometimes you have problems with neighbors, with kin folks, uh, with people on the highways, where it might be. Uh, they, these guys do awfully well, and they're guys who represent you in the right way, and they know the law. You can call them at three four five one two three four, and then go by seven zero one Rice Mine Road if you need to visit with them in person, and they will do everything they can to make uh, your experience good. Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys, and hopefully you won't need them, but if you do, they're there for you. PrinceLaw.net is the website. If they don't win, you don't pay. All right, phone lines will be open, 205-342-9904. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. No wrecks, but traffic is heavy. 69 southbound, heavy between Martin Road and Union Chapel. And then US 43, also southbound at McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Business is so good right now at Townsend Nissan, they need extra help in sales and in service. Go by and see BJ or Kylan today at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metal. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny today, Tuscaloosa's high 69. Tonight, mostly fair with a low at 53. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy and mild. The chance of a shower during the day. Rain and storms more likely late tomorrow night, the high 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 47 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Pour me, pour me another drink. Cause I don't want to feel Welcome back to Inside Locker Wings Pest Control. Serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's keep... Make sure your home protects those unwanted pests this winter. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call to 866-WAYNES-1. Get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, go all the way to Gulf Shores to the Wayne's Pest Control Hotline and get Tim into the show. Good morning, Tim. Hey, good morning, coaches. How are you? And Joe. <laughs> hey, Coach, I never realized Billy McDonald came to Tuscaloosa with you because of you. I, I yeah. never knew that. Yeah, he was a he was a trainer trainer at, at I think you trainer and Steve Sloan. I think uh, well, Steve Sloan had something to do with it too. I can't think what it was, but uh, well, he, he and he was a great manager, and his partner as manager was Billy. I mean, excuse me, Mike Muskrat Griffin. Yeah, and I always thought it was interesting that Billy took the training route and Muskrat took the uh, coaching route. Is Muskrat okay? I hadn't talked to him in a long time, Coach. I don't know. Last time I saw him, he had just quit coaching at Tuscaloosa County High School and had gotten into. But I hadn't I hadn't seen Mike in a long time. But I always thought those guys had the coolest place on campus. There was a room in Foster Auditorium that they used as their dorm room. They actually yeah, lived in Foster that. Auditorium. I forgot about <laughs> that. I, I, I was so jealous of those guys being able to stay right there in the gym. They could go out and play basketball anytime they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. And both of them were pretty good little basketball players, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were. Yeah. But, well, are you doing okay? Oh, I'm doing great. Hey, the weather's been great down here. Played yesterday, when, you know. Playing again Thursday, but hey, Barry. Yes, sir. One day I'm going to call in 
when your dad's not on the show with you. Okay. And I'm going to tell you the story of him kicking me out of practice. Because if I tried <laughs> I to tell you him there, see, he'd keep, he'd keep saying, I don't remember this. I didn't do that. You know I don't remember it. Yeah, yeah. And he, but he, I'm, would, he would interrupt you and everything. So, yeah, well, you oh, when he's not I'm, on, we'll – We'll pick him apart. I'd love to hear. I'm gonna I'm gonna call in and tell you about him throwing me out of practice. <laughs> but, but anyway, hey, it was a great show today. It thank was thank a you, great appreciate show. it. Really thank, enjoyed it. Thank, thank you, Tim. Appreciate thank it. You, Tim. Uh, I don't remember kicking him out of practice. Joe, how much Jalen Hurts gonna get? If those other guys are getting. Uh, you got Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, and Deshaun Watson. Averaging about forty five million a season. Is he that kind of quarterback? Yeah, fifty million. <laughs> He's gonna We said he couldn't play here in Tuscaloosa. They had people say he couldn't throw the football. That just shows you how much we trust the uh the, the fans, the analysts. Yeah, the fans the, the ones that y'all won't hire in your coordinators ran Jalen Hurts out of town. He's <laughs> gonna be a Super Bowl champion Not in about that five Tua days. wasn't good. Tua was really good as well. But remember they they said he couldn't play. And he would never play in the NFL. And he's going to make. He's going to go to running back if he wants to play. Yeah. If he wants to play, he needs to go to DB. Um, I think what Kevin said earlier, Dad, about a guy like that is you know what you're going to get. Uh, a guy like Kyrie Irving has the talent, but they're like locker room cancer. And it's just always disarray. I, w- I wish they would blackball that guy from the league, uh, quite honestly. But that, how, how important is it to have a dependable guy like a Jalen Hurts? Well, dependability is everything because, you know, you're going to go through plays and so forth of mental things that happen to you and you stay, stay as straight as you can. You, you just, you got, you got some player that, you know, he, get, he gets disappointed and moves on and plays somewhere else. So I think, I think it's huge. Yeah. Uh, Joe, what kind of running back does Alabama have next year? Oh, Coach, I think we're going to have uh, some pretty fine ones. You'll have Jace McClellan and Roy Dell will be back for their junior years. Uh, you're going to you're bringing in two five-star running backs, Richard Young and uh, Justice Haynes, two, two, two freshmen. And I think you're going to see t- the, the two sophomores, Jamarian Miller and Emmanuel Henderson, both take a little bit better role, bigger Don't roles. Don't you ain't got but one football now. You just named like seven guys. Six. Six. We're going to cut the football into six pieces. These two, these two freshman kids. Where, what, what do you think about them? I think Justice Haynes is going to be a kind of a power, power physical running back. I think Richard Young is going to be a little bit more of a speed guy. But both those guys, uh, they were ranked one and three by the by the services. Now you know what that means. Nothing. Coach is going to make you block. No, they didn't have block. They don't block. Exactly, he ain't going to play the, them. That's the trick. Can you learn to pass block? <laughs> you don't block. You don't play. I don't think they're going to pass much. Yeah, but everybody said let's get back to the basics. So what so was Bryce Young not? Was he not good enough? Uh, what do we mean get back to the basics? I mean, I know what you're saying, but I don't know. The same people that said Jalen Hurts was terrible were the same people that were criticizing all the coordinators. I'm sure, Joe. Uh, just keep a list. Keep a list of all of them. First and Main Condos, three bedroom, three and a half bath locations, outstanding historic district of downtown Norport. Get by there today. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. Get one month of free rent. They got direct TV and Internet provided. Two minutes to downtown, five minutes to the University of Alabama. We also want to thank Alabama One, www.alabamaone.org. 
As I said in the first hour, I'll put my money where my mouth is. I've got my mortgage there, my car loan, and the credit card. And they are outstanding. They do a great job for me. Let them do the same for you. Most of these banks around here are closing. Alabama One's opening up more branches. Very convenient. Uh, and so I really recommend you make the change. All right, Joe, appreciate the show. Appreciate all the calls. Appreciate Melvin Cheatham and Kevin Skarbinski. Dad will be in Carbon Hill tonight, uh, being honored with uh, Billy McDonald. I guess Billy's going up there. And what do you say? You got four guys living off of that team, so they won't have to have a they won't have to have much food up there, will they, Joe? Cheap catering tonight. Yeah, to give all of my prize, only four t-shirts, so I get four t-shirts tonight. You know, it's a tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody. Listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Crimson.